Good morning. Well, as interest rate pressure continues to increase, buyers are saying it's not a good time to buy a home. Welcome. I'm Brendan Rendo uh, with the Homes in Orlando team. And this is the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. Our partner, Joe, can't make it today. He's with the doctors. But we're going to take it and try and bring to you the best knowledge we can of what's going on currently in the market. And let's hop right into it with news that came out this week. Fannie Mae's Consumer uh, Report, which um, brings us the Home Purchase Sentiment Index. Really, it's just a look and a survey that asks buyers and people, likely buyers, you know, is it a good time? Is it is it not a good time to buy? And only 18% of people believe right now, that's one in less than one in 10 people actually believe that it's a good time to buy right now. So they're saying 82% of consumers report it's a bad time to buy a home. And it kind of makes a lot of sense when you when you look at it economically. We're seeing currently that debt has just completely exploded um, in the consumer consumer area. We're currently now over a trillion dollars in consumer debt. And people looking forward, we've got a number of people who will start having student loan payments come due in September, where for the past couple of years, they haven't had to make those payments. Now, all of a sudden, are going to have to make those payments. And interesting enough, there was a survey that says about 56% of the people currently with student loans feel that they're going to have to default. That's not a good sign. So when we look at the housing market, we're looking at people who may have been in the market because they didn't have to make their student loan payments and it wasn't calculated into their debt to income ratio. And maybe they thought, yeah, they're going to, the government's going to forgive, forgive this debt. They're now having to step back, reevaluate whether or not they're even going to be able to afford a home. And you're also seeing it with the home builders. With the recent home builder sediment um, survey, very similar to this one, we've seen that home builders sediment for the first time in several months actually ticked down. And currently, 55% of those uh, home builders are offering some type of incentive to keep the houses moving. So if you are looking right now, new home construction actually is not a bad place to look. One, many of the home builders are offering buy downs on the interest rates. Just be careful because you do have to, the, the rate will increase at some point. And everyone, you know, you see a lot of sentiment, oh, you know, rates will come down, rates will come, rates will come down. Well, unfortunately, no one has that crystal ball to tell you when rates are going to come down. Will it be a year? Will it be two years? No one's got that crystal ball. So you've, when you're looking at those types of things, really 
always look at worst case scenario. What if they don't come down? What if the interest rate stays where it currently is or even actually goes up a little bit higher? Can I afford where my introductory rate may be at 5.5% the first year, 6.5% in 12 months from now, and then you know 7.5% um, once, once the two-year buy-down has matured? Can I still afford that payment? Because it will be you know, a $400, $500 difference in what your introductory payment may be versus what your adjusted um, payment may be two years down the two years down the road. So it's one of those things you you really got to take time, really got to look at. And when we're looking, I mean, when we're looking at the market right now, as far as the um, treasury goes, over the past five days, you can see our 10-year T has just continuously moved up, up, and up. And here's our actual five-day look at this. Everybody left. <laughs> but we've seen, we've actually seen the 10-year T. It, it took a huge spike to like jump to like five point or 4.3 um, the other day and then just kind of pulled back. We're currently sitting at 4.29. So we've seen a continuous growth in that in that one-year T-bill. And there, right now, there's no pressure, nothing we're looking at that is going to make things break it down. We actually seen things possibly getting worse in that um, Finch, who downgraded the U.S. government bonds, came out this past week and said that it may have to drop major banks such as J.P. Morgan, Chase and Bank of America may have to drop their ratings as well. Anytime you get a drop in your ratings, it just makes it more expensive for credit. So again, it, there's there's no pressure. There's nothing that good news that's pushing have having the push to push the treasury down. And when we look at the Fed watch for next month, this coming September, we're sitting pretty steady. That 86 percent of the people feel that they're just going to hold. And we've seen this historically that generally when they do hold, they'll hold for a period of time and let everything flush through the system. But I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that. I think economically, we're gonna see some pressures that from mainly worldwide are going to force them to do a cut in the rate quicker than I think they, they plan to. Um, I'm starting to get the feeling that mm, we may get a cut come January or February of next year just because there's a lot of lot of long-term economic news. When you see such things as Yellow um, and other companies in the freight industry, freight is down. And that's kind of a leading indicator because if nothing's shipping, no one's manufacturing anything. If no one's manufacturing anything, jobs aren't needed. So I think we're really starting to see the effects. It's finally coming in. Um, of all these rate hikes are kind of are going to start hitting us very hard overall. 
when you looked at tar um, Target's numbers, they looked good on the surface on their, their earnings yesterday. But they, when you look underneath, you see that they didn't replenish any of their inventory. Their inventory is actually sitting 17% below the level that it was last quarter. So they're not replenishing the things that they're selling. So that makes your that makes your earnings look really nice. But then you look and see, okay, well, they're not replenishing anything that that they've sold currently. And then the other big problem we've got out there, and this this could have a wave effect on the United States in that China's real estate is in total collapse right now. You've got just recently announced um, Zhang, hope I pronounce this right, Zhang Rong's Trust, which is a real estate investment trust in China, is another one of their big conglomerates that has missed bond payments again with their investors. And they actually haven't made them since July. So you've got another one, Zong Rongs, that's not making their payments. And then you still got Country Garden, which missed payments on over $200 billion in unpaid bills. And they've got nearly 650,000 units that haven't been built, that have been paid for. It really was kind of a Ponzi scheme in China in that they would take the people's money to build the next one and they would use it to build, quote, the ones they already had under contract. So people were paying for things before they were even built. So you've got these two big things these two big conglomerates in China. So you're, ta you're talking billions upon billions of dollars in Chinese real estate that they're not, they're not being finished. They're not making the bond payments on it. And China is actually looking to sell off dollars right now to help prop up their economy. So there's a number of items economically that pressure-wise is going to continue to put yield pressure on our treasury bonds. And the pressure is all upward pressure because if China starts, they hold roughly, I believe it's about $800 billion worth of US treasuries. Um, if they start selling their treasuries while we're, Yellen is also um, issuing continued debt because we're still, we still, they still are planning to issue roughly another, I believe it's another trillion dollars of debt um, before the end of the year through the U.S. Treasury. So if you've got that billion dollars and then you've got China selling off maybe 100, 200, 300 billion dollars worth of their U.S. Treasuries, there becomes a fight and the yield is going to have to grow up to put to be able to sell those those Treasury debts which in this case hurts home buyers because it's going to put pressure on the 10 year T which is our baseline for the 30 year loan and as that continues to grow up and the spread between the 10 year T and the 30 year mortgage rate stays where it currently is which is you know sitting in roughly in that about 3% um window we're just you know we very well 
can see that 8% interest rate on homes. And we're already seeing the pullback in the number of sales overall. You know, the, the, the fortunate part here in Orlando is that we can, the inventory has still stayed pretty steady, but we're going to see something we haven't seen um, when we hop into the numbers here in a long, long time. And this week, for the first time in a number of months, we see the single family inventory increased by 129. I went back and looked and I can't remember the last time we saw a home inventory, single home inventory increase of over 100 units in a single week. This is the biggest jump we've had in a long time. And the other interesting thing is the median price of the single homes this past week fell by 2%. So if you, when you, we look back a month ago, because remember, people usually lock their rates in on their mortgages at the time they, they go under contract or relatively close. They'll watch for a couple of days. And if you look back, that's when we started seeing a spike in the 10-year treasury. So people to compensate have started to negotiate, started to negotiate prices down to help compensate for the for the higher higher interest rates that are going on. And when we look at it, thing we we go through every week, the original list price to the final list price, you see that our original list price were down to 95.8. We're, we're drop, we've dropped the past couple of weeks. And this is the lowest it's been in a while, which is your final list price, the sales price at 97.5. We had been at 98% and above for the past several months. This is the first time we've actually dropped. We've seen this drop. And again, I think we're going to continue to see this drop as the interest rate pressure continues to move up. And one thing we're, we're going to take a look at and we'll probably do that as a separate uh, video, is is it better to negotiate a price decrease or better to negotiate an interest rate buy-down? I think that's important with the rates spiking. I think that's extremely important for us to look at. And then for the first time in a while, we've seen an increase in the average days of listing the contract. Again, less buyers, houses are going to stay on the market a little bit longer. People are going to take their time when that interest rate goes up. And currently the average debt to income for a house is 40%, which is actually higher than it was uh, back in 2006, 2007, right before the, the great, great recession. At that time, we the highest debt to income peak was roughly about 36%. So right now, roughly 40% of everyone's income was buying a home is being used to cover the debt of that mortgage. That is the highest it has been ever. 40% of your income, your gross income is being used for your mortgage payment currently on average for the person for a person buying a home. And here we see, you know, graphically 
that our sales, our average sales price dropped. Our median decreased a little bit. And then again, we're seeing our sales numbers that have really, really been steady in that in that mid 400 homes per week market. We took a we took a dip this past week. You know, it is the first week of the month, so generally you might see a few a few less. But again, we didn't see the spike that we normally see for the end of the month report last week. So we're really kind of leveling out, and I I think we're going to continue to see that overall. And here it is for the first time where we had been on a steady decrease of the days on market, we jumped an average of three days on market. And I think that we're going to continue to see that push upwards again. Higher interest rates, I'm going to be more careful of what I buy and I'm going to make sure what I'm buying is exactly what I want. And then this is the biggest spike we have seen in a long time. You know, we've, we've been steadily increasing our inventory overall. And because less buyers, houses stay on the market longer, we're increasing the inventory that we have, but we actually saw the biggest increase we've seen in a long time. And this number, this change from January 1st has consistently gone down. We're actually only 8.08% um, below our January inventory. And I think probably by October, we're going to level out to where we've had the same inventory that we had back in January. And we found, you know, that late December, early January, the market really started to shift more into a bot to, to the buyer's advantage because sellers who have been used to being able to sell their homes, you know, within two weeks, three weeks, really starting to get nervous that, oh my gosh, this house is sitting on the market for 30 days. This house is sitting on the market for 45 days. You know, I know the comps are sitting here, but again, you got to look at it. What was the interest rate that that house sold at versus what is my, my current listing? What is the mortgage rate on that current listing and the house I'm trying to sell? What's that difference? What's that difference in the payment? Is that, is if I sold it, if I had sold it six months ago, would it have been $300 less per month for that buyer? You got to look at, we got to look at those things when we're presenting homes now. Same thing in the condos. Condos average days on market jumped to 40. That's up eight days in one week. And we've also seen a drop in the original list price to sales price down to 95%. And the final list to sales price down to 97, roughly 97.5%. So again, the spread between the list price and the sales price is growing. And we're going to continue to see that grow. And one of the biggest things with the condos market right now is our inventory is shooting up. And that's a great sign for the, for the buyers. We're actually 13% above where we were sitting in January. So as more condos begin to start to flood the market, it's going to make it more advantageous for buyers. And we're going to continue to see that final list price, 
that final sales price to list final list price, I think we're going to see that spread continue to grow. And there's going to be more room to negotiate in there. And that's where we're sitting this week overall with the Orlando market. We look forward to seeing you all again all next week. Um, please uh, remind, remember to hit the like and subscribe button down below. And we look forward to seeing you next week again on the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. Take care. Have a great day.